if I feel hopeless or joyless in my business, if I get in a season where I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore, or like if I get in a space of like, this is so stressful, or like, let's say I launch something and it doesn't go as well as I wanted it to, it's not getting the sales I wanted or whatever. Really, that is a moment where God keeps reminding me, like, where's your hope? Where's your joy? Like, where have you placed it? And when I lose hope, it's because I've misplaced it. And my hope and my joy need to be in God. Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle the messy and embrace the beautiful areas of life. We're going to meet you right where you're at, right when you need it, by helping you live a less stressed, more joy-filled life lived by bold faith and walking in obedience. You have a God-sized calling, but you don't have to choose between your sanity or juggling it all. We'll keep you one step ahead, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Because faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle. God is a God of surprises. For example, one would think a CEO of a planner company would be inherently organized. But that's not the case for Polly Payne, the CEO of Horatio Printing. God took her chaos and mess and helped her not only overcome her schedule, but also create a company that impacts thousands every year with her dream planner and other beautiful print products. In this episode, Polly shares her journey of entrepreneurship. She highlights the importance of embracing her imperfections, the valuable lessons she has learned through her wins and failures, and how she has learned that having a loose grip on her business and giving everything to God has created significant gains for her relationship with Him and the impact her business has had on others. Holly believes one of the most precious gifts God gives us is our time, and our schedules will determine who we become. So she wants to help you reclaim your schedule, your life, and your dreams. And that's just what she does through Horatio Printing. So listen in to hear how she does it. Hey, Polly, welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast. Yay, I'm so glad to be here. I am so excited to have you on. I actually attended one of your webinars a couple of months ago. And I honestly just fell in love with your authenticity, your vulnerability, and just your transparency of your story and what you do and and how you help women really create these beautiful products that can help others. And as I was taking the webinar, unbeknownst to you, I was actually like writing down things you were saying and typing questions that I would ask you on the podcast because I was like, okay, Lord, this is up to you, but I would love to have Polly on. When I reached out to you and you said yes, I was like, thank you so much. So (laughs) it was in my mind when you didn't know it when that webinar was going. So fun. Well, I'm so grateful to be here. We're definitely in alignment with our mission and what we do. So I'm honored to be a guest. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Okay. So let's dive in. I want to know really who is Polly? You know, give us a little synopsis of who you are and really what you do. Okay. So I am a wife of eight years. I'm a mom. I've got a little four-year-old and a one and a half-year-old little boy. And I'm the CEO of Horatio Printing, which is a Christian planner company. 
which I launched in 2014 when I lived on Horatio Street in New York City. So that was many, many moons ago. And I just had a passion to help people and honestly help myself live more intentionally and take control of my time so I could actually do the dreams I had in my heart. I was kind of caught up in that New York City living and going out a lot and just kind of, you know, what's the next thing and the next fun thing. And I had a really high stress sales job, which I was really good at, but it wasn't really in alignment with my ultimate purpose. I definitely had this feeling of like, there's something missing and I'm meant to do more and what's next. And so I eventually one night decided to start my planner company. And so anyways, that's kind of a long-winded answer, but that's what I do full-time. It started as a side hustle, moved into a full-time gig. And so that is one of my greatest passions is paper planners and devotionals and journals and all things stationary. And then recently I started actually doing print coaching and teaching other people how to make their print dream come true, whether that's a devotional or a journal or a planner. And so that's been really fun to be on that side of it as well, helping people ideate and design and launch their dream into the world. Yeah, I love it. You're a fellow print junkie, just like me. Man, I could spend hours just being surrounded by journals and devotionals and books and <laughs> anything with paper. So I love that. I think that's why I was attracted to you because I was like, oh, she loves that. And your print school is just amazing that you can help women really fulfill that dream, especially if it's from God and be able to create those things that then can bless others. So I love that. You mentioned this a little bit that you created the planner because your life was a little chaotic as well. And I think most people would think that someone who's creating a planner is like inherently someone who's super organized and doesn't have chaos, but that was not the case with you. You created it because you needed organization and you figured, heck, I need to create my own and it worked for you. And then now it works for so many others. So I would love for you to really start sharing that story, like how it started really creating the planner and how it's developed and where you are today with that and in Horatio printing. Yeah. So I'll take you back. Story time, August, 2014. I was not married yet, living with my girlfriend, my friend um, on Horatio street in like the West village area. And Basically, I was attending a church and we had a guy come who was on a book tour, actually. And his book is called The Artisan's Soul by Erwin McManus. And so I bought the book. I really connected with him. He was kind of explaining that everyone inherently is an artist and creative because you're created in the image of God, who is so creative. He is the creator, right? He created all things. And so because you are created in his image, we are created to create. And I really felt that. I was like, yeah, I'm supposed to be creating something, not just like a good time or a party. Like I need to create something. And I had a dream to start a business, kind of this little flame in my heart for a while. Like I just didn't know what I wanted to sell. And I had a couple ideas and a couple rabbit holes and you know, that I went down of like, maybe I'll do this app. And I worked on that for a long time and then kind of put that in the trash. And then I was reading his book one night in the middle of a season of what I would call excess. There was just so many events going on. It was like my birthday month, bachelorette party, this thing, this thing, this thing. 
And one night I was in bed and I was like, all right, I'm going to read this book to go to sleep. And this book really teaches you that your life is your canvas and that you're the artist and you have to own your craft. You have to remove distractions. You have to be really intentional with your time. And I believe how you spend your time will determine who you become in the next season. Like if you want to be certified as a you know, yoga instructor, if you want to be certified as a pilot, like you have to log the hours to do that, right? And so I just had this moment, this great epiphany, because I'm actually really forgetful. I'm actually really messy. And I've always had to keep like a paper planner or some sort of calendar because I like every, you know, two months, I'd be like, all right, I got to get my life together. And I would like write out lists and try to figure it out and like budget my time and my money. So I've always been that kind of person, but I would consider myself very much messy, not type A. And I, that's why I need that planner in my life. So I just decided that moment, that night, I'm going to make a Christian planner, period. Like I'm going to make it unapologetically Christian, even though I would say that at the time my life, I wasn't in this like, oh, I'm a rock star for Jesus right now, like at all. Like I was not living the Christian walk, if that makes sense. And so I had a lot of things to clean up and Jesus was very patient and kind and uh, he's such a gentleman, you know, and what was crazy to me was at that night I start sketching out and doing the things that Erwin told me to do in the book, which one of his instructions, which I love this prompt is make a list of all of your distractions, create an exit strategy and execute it. So that's what I did. I got a journal out. I did a bubble chart. I listed out all my distractions. And then I was like, okay, I've got to stop doing some of this stuff. And that's really when that moment of like, okay, I'm going to make a planner. And I also had this kind of moment with God where he said to me, not in an audible voice, but in my spirit, you know, one of the things on my distraction list was schmoozing clients. I was a salesperson. So a lot of my time was taking people out to dinners, taking people out to events, taking people to a show. New York was just such a great place to entertain clients. There was so much to do. And um, he's basically told me, Polly, I gave you this talent for ministry. The gift that you've had was always for something else. And that just hit me like a ton of bricks. And then I was so overwhelmed with the thought that God would even consider using someone like me. And I just really went full speed in making a planner. I enlisted two designers from my company at the time, who were actually interns, who were phenomenal. And they went to the same church as me, and they were so creative and awesome. And we built the planner in like a month, and we got it printed domestically, which was crazy expensive, but ultimately a little bit faster and very, very expensive. And I just invested all my savings and bought a thousand planners, and they helped me build my website. And we launched it and we sold out by January. And, you know, I was kind of in this place of like, win or lose, I'm just going to do this. You know, like, I'm just going to proceed. Um, it is what it is. I had a good feeling because of the people in my network and the people at my church. I felt like it would be embraced and I had that confidence. But yeah, I just kind of proceeded like, okay, I hope I get my money back, you know, and um yeah. And so then the next year we did a Kickstarter to fund the next planner. And this year we're actually revealing our 10th planner collection this year. So here we are um, with the 2024 collection, which I know the math seems weird 
of 2025 to 2024 is 10 planners, but it actually is. And um, we've expanded into Bible studies and journals, and I've moved the company now to four different states, which I don't recommend. We moved it down to Florida, then to Tennessee, and now we're here in Georgia. Me and my husband bought our home two years ago. Anyway, so we are planted now. (laughs) What an amazing story of God's goodness and just really following His lead and trusting. Like you said that you went full on into it. Like you just had this inkling and you knew, which I believe is like total Holy Spirit stuff where like you just know and you you move forward with it. And what a leap of faith to take. I mean, investing for a thousand planners, that's a lot of money. If people don't know how much print stuff costs, it's a lot of money to invest. So wow, amazing that you you trusted him and went for it and now are where you are today. That's fantastic. So along the way, there has to be a lot of wins, fantastic wins, and then a lot of what I'll say blunders, a lot of learnings. I think for me personally, I learned most from my mistakes. I would love to know what are some of those huge wins that you've had as you've been on this journey. And then I would think, honestly, more importantly, like those blunders, those things that have gone awry that have actually strengthened you and created something good out of it. Plenty of those. Um, I'll go with the wins first. I guess it was my second year. Christine Kane came to speak at my church. She was teaching us about human trafficking, and I really had no idea about that concept. I knew bad things were happening and, you know, people and pimps and prostitutes and stuff, but I didn't really understand the, the gravity and the um, how large that industry is and how dark the darkness is. I think we're all waking up to it a, a bit more, especially with the movie, you know, Sound of Freedom just coming out and the um, witnesses of, you know, Tim Ballard and all of the things that they're doing. And anyways, I was just so sad. And I remember it was right when the song came out about break my heart for what breaks yours. And I just decided, okay, we're going to donate 10% of our revenue monthly to A21. Like that's just what we're going to do. And what's really exciting is we've now, we've raised about $71,000. We're currently now donating 20% of our profit quarterly. So we've changed our structure a little bit, but um, we're still partnered with A21 and super grateful for them and the work that they do. And so that's been really fun to kind of do something that I didn't set out to do when I first started the planner company, but it was right after that, right after I kind of made that declaration and some of my first payments to A21 that I got a, a message from a company called Faithbox and I was connected with them and they quickly decided they wanted to buy 10,000 planners from me to put into their subscription box. And I remember just feeling like, <laughs> thank you, God. Like it was just this big moment of like, I felt like my break, you know, of like, all right, we're going to get so much more reach and exposure. We're going to be put in all these people's boxes And that was so fun. And so that was a really big early win that felt like, okay, like we're going to keep going. Like God's got us, which was really cool. And then down the road, um, we ended up doing a Dreamer Summit. I guess it was two years ago, end of 2020. And Christine Kane spoke at our conference and she came and did a little chat, you know, and um, pre-recorded and all of that. And so just really grateful to kind of see that full circle. And every speaker that we've ever had at our summit, like we don't 
pay them. They just come out of the goodness of their heart and pour into our dreamers. And, you know, some people were like, how did you do that? And it was like, that's just God, you know, and her being kind and being available and and all of that. So anyways, that's just kind of a fun full circle moment. The Dreamer Summit was definitely a exciting adventure. We've had lots of dream planning parties around the world and people hosting their own parties and downloading the packets and hosting in their homes. And so that's really special to me. But I think what's the most special is just hearing the one-off customers just reach out and tell me the dream that they actually did or the way that this has changed their life or it's supported them in their development and in their spiritual growth. I love hearing, especially from our Soap Bible studies, hearing people come out and say, I started doing it because it only took me five minutes and I've just fell in love with the word of God and I've started getting in the Bible and I gave it to my friend, you know, and like, that's the biggest win for me is just the one person that finally does the dream, you know, and then having someone fall in love with the word of God, like that's all you can really hope for. Got a long list of blunders. One of the first conferences we ever partnered with. It was Trinity Girlfriends Conference, and it was great. It was a great conference. We've done it three years now, and um, it was early days, and they wanted 1,800 planners for the conference, and it was my second time working with a printer overseas, and it was my first time doing boat shipping, which is something I help all my students do because you save so much money doing boat shipping versus air shipping because I had to airship 10,000 planners for Faithbox. And it was like, I mean, that was at least like $28,000 just to airship those planners over, which ate up all the profit. But um, anyway, so the boat shipping, they told me, oh, it's only going to take like 30 days or 35 days. And so I was like, okay, we have time. I had no idea. It was my first time. I didn't realize oh, it takes a week to get on the boat. Oh, once it lands, it has to go through all these customs. Oh, your broker has to come down, pick it up and take it there. So they didn't arrive in time for this conference. And this was the conference gift, you know, and they had trusted me. And I remember just feeling like I'm done. They're never going to hire me again. I'm so embarrassed. This was such a wonderful connection and contact. And, you know, I was so excited to win their business, you know, and to have that partnership and to put it in the hands of all those people that were there. So we had to come up with a plan B. I was crushed. I was still working my full-time job at the time. Hadn't gone, you know, full-time at Horatio yet. And they were so gracious. They were so kind. And they let everybody come back and get their planner after the conference. (laughs) You know, come back and get it. Here's your ticket. And then I had wall calendars printed for every attendee. And they invited me back the next year to do it again. I couldn't believe it. It was just the mercy of God. They were fully expressing that, which was so sweet. So that's one of my blunders, which is why now I'm able to like make sure no one else makes those mistakes. I've made a lot of mistakes over the years. One mistake that I made was... I didn't clarify and verify getting certain things put on the cartons of my products and they got held up in customs. This was like year six or seven. And I just thought that the printer would automatically know to do that. And they were like, oh no, we didn't do it. And um, basically customs reached out and said, we're going to have to ship everything back overseas. 
or you're going to have to wait until our unioned workers go through all, and it was a whole container unit of products, go through all 18,000 items and like put a sticker on each one. So I had no idea like how much this was going to cost me, like 20,000, 40,000, I have no idea how long this was going to take. And every day that my container didn't get back on the boat was a charge. So I just like lost my mind, called my spiritual director. We read Second Chronicles 20 or 22, where King Jehoshaphat just like tears his clothes. And like, basically that scripture is like the battle belongs to the Lord. And I went live. I read that scripture live to my people. I told them what was going on. I asked for prayer. We talked about just surrendering the battle to God. And literally right when I got off that live, I had an email from them saying, you know what? We're just going to put stickers on the cartons and call it a day and they should be released tomorrow. And I just wept on the floor. Obviously, I'll never make that mistake again. You know, I teach that in, you know, module five, lesson five of like all the ways to succeed with importing and delivery and placing your mass order. So no one else to make those mistakes. But yeah, lots of blunders. Lots of blunders over the years. I mean, the list, I could write a book on it. And I think most entrepreneurs can with their businesses. What did God teach you with those? So those are so big. And you alluded to a a little bit of it, you know, how God just pulls through and, you know, the battle belongs to the Lord. But really, what has he taught you through the blunders, the wins, just entrepreneurship in general? Trust him. The other big thing that I've learned is like, if I feel hopeless or joyless in my business, if I get in a season where I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Or like, if I get in a space of like, this is so stressful. Or like, let's say I launch something and it doesn't go as well as I wanted it to. It's not getting the sales I wanted or whatever. Really, that is a moment where God keeps reminding me like, where's your hope? Where's your joy? Like, where have you placed it? And when I lose hope, it's because I've misplaced it. And my hope and my joy need to be in God. And when it's not, I'm making my business an idol. I make my dreams an idol. And it's not healthy. It's not good. And I've really found like, if I just keep surrendering my dreams to God, like win or lose, like they're yours. I'm going to work. I'm going to bring my best. I'm going to show up. I'm going to do excellent work. But at the end of the day, like it's all surrendered to Him then I can sleep easy at night. Like that's the way it's supposed to be. That's kind of what he's taught me over the years is to continue to put my hope and faith and joy in him and not in that revenue goal or whatever. I think that's so hard as entrepreneurs. And I think just in general, if you work in corporate America or, you know, you don't own your own business, you do end up putting your hope and your joy in those things and forget to give them to the Lord. And I do that so often with Faith and Gather. I mean, I'm doing my dream. You're doing your dream. And then you find yourself being like, ugh, again, do I have to do this again? Or like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm so stressed. And it's like reality check here. Like, <laughs> look at what God has given you. And clearly, you know, you aren't putting your hope and joy in the right thing. So I love, I love that so much. You had said that you give, so now it's 20% to the human trafficking and you started off just right away being like, Hey, I am boldly going to do 10%, which is amazing. I don't know what your, your profits and your revenue were at that time, but just in general, when you're starting off, like that's, that's fantastic. That's something that I hope to be able to do as well. 
in my view, that's a Christian mindset. You know, that's a mindset that we have as Christians, like, hey, I'm going to give back my profits. I'm going to do something to help others because God's blessed me. What are other ways that you run your business as a Christian business or really that sets you apart from other businesses that you can tangibly see or just feel? So when I first started Horatio, I was very much like, okay, this is a God thing. Like, I better do it right. I was just so nervous about doing it wrong. Like, how much am I supposed to give? And like, what do I do? You know, I'm like, you don't know how much to pay yourself. And like, I was partnering with churches and it was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to charge a church. Like, is God going to come flip my tables over? Like, is he mad at me? Like, I was so scared about doing things wrong. And that's so common and and normal. And it's like, all right, well, I'm just never going to take a paycheck. You know, like we have these ideas that like God doesn't want you to have any profit and he doesn't want you to have success. And I still get excited when we have a good revenue month or I hit my goals. Like I'm human. Like I want to hit my goals. And I think God wants you to be profitable and successful as long as you keep it surrendered. It's just a matter of like, don't hold so tightly to it. And like, oh, my identity is wrapped up so tightly in it, but holding loosely. And I've kind of held loosely from the beginning, almost to a fault in the sense that like, here's free products, just throwing it out like confetti, you know, like, oh yeah, have it for free. And like, I would just send people free stuff all the time. But I will say, I think that really helped me because if your products are just sitting on a shelf in your, in your office or in your home or in your garage or wherever, they're not getting exposure. They're not changing anyone's lives. So like at the end of the planner season, if I had planners left over, you better believe I was just giving them out, like dropping them out of shelter, like giving them to youth groups or like giving them to a church. Like I have a, um, a church in San Diego that I love and they were like, hey, can we have some for Mother's Day? And it was like May. I still had planners. It's like, yeah, here's 50, you know, just pay for the shipping. And now me and her have partnered and I'm hosting a dream planning workshop with her in San Diego. Uh, and this, this will be our second year doing it. It's because I've just been generous to her over the years. And she's like, oh, I love Polly. She's so generous, you know? So I kind of lost track of the question you were saying, but I guess like the spirit of generosity would be something that I think is important. And having boundaries is also really critical of like when you're off and taking a Sabbath and holding loosely right? Like my identity isn't all wrapped up in the CEO of Horatio Printing. Like if God told me I need to lay it down, I'll lay it down. It's gonna, I'm going to be sad, but like I'll do it because I'm holding loosely. And I have found that when you hold loosely and you surrender and you're working on yourself in a space of wholeness, God can lay his purposes on you. He can actually give you your calling so you can carry it, you know? Because you're not going to be so tightly holding on to that as if it's your full identity and purpose. So my values are a place in my business that reflect God's values. My customer service is a ministry. I want people to feel really loved and supported. And I look at that as a ministry and the way that we respond to customers, the way that we make things right when there's things that are wrong. I guess those would be some of the ways. That's beautiful. I love the not holding on to things tightly because I've seen that too with what I do. The moments where I am holding on to it tightly and I feel that anxiety rise and I'm just like fretting about everything. Like 
I feel like I'm not getting those blessings from the Lord. You know, everything just seems like the walls just keep coming up and roadblocks in my way. And the moment that I have like kind of that, always a breakdown, have that breakdown. And then I'm like, okay, Lord, I surrender it to you. That's when I feel like I'm in the groove and really like, okay, God, you are leading this and I just need to trust you. I just need to come back and continue to trust you and that you've got this. So that's just so beautiful that your business has been a testament to that as well. I've learned it the hard way. I've held on real tight for years. You know, it's not that I've been like walking this walk like perfect Polly at all. (laughs) Like I've held on really tight. I've had all the breakdowns. I've wanted to throw in the towel, all of it. (laughs) But it was funny, the year that I really surrendered my dreams on my bucket list, they all came to fruition which was just kind of a wild year for me uh, in general. We were finally able to buy our first home and like all these things I had been wishing and hoping for for so many years. You know, I think it was like our seventh year of marriage. We were like, oh my gosh, we're here. You know, so God just does it in ways I didn't expect. You know, he didn't follow my plan to like get there. And there's a lot of doors that close that I thought, oh my gosh, look at him opening this door, you know, and then he closes it and you're like, dang, I was really thinking that was going to be a thing. So I've definitely not done it perfectly, but that's what he's taught me. And even the dreams that feel like they die, he can resurrect them, which is so fun too, to see that and, and to just be kind to yourself, you know, whether it's the different weeks of the month, we have different times of inspiration and um, not putting so much pressure on yourself to be 100% all the time, but I don't know, just be kind to yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'll say, especially for women, we we operate differently than men do. We won't get into that here, but there are certain weeks you operate better and other weeks yeah. you don't. So give yourself grace because God built you in a specific way for a reason. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, Polly, this has been fantastic. Thank you for sharing your story and just your journey and, and your heart for what you do and your ministry. Um, I want to give you a chance to tell the listeners really more about Print School, and then you're going to have Launch School coming up here, and then where they can connect with you and um, either on social or your website, whatever it may be. Perfect. Yeah. So my website is Horatio Printing, spelled H-O-R-A-C-I-O, Printing. And that's where you can find all the things there. Uh, our 2024 planner collection is coming out October 3rd. I'm so excited about that. I'll be revealing the whole collection um, September 19th. But that's where you can really find everything. I have my own podcast, The Dream Printing Podcast. Um, you can find a link there on the website. And if you want to watch the workshop and learn about print school, you can go to HoratioPrinting.com workshop. Currently, we're taking applications for our waitlist as I'm preparing for Print School 2.0, which I'm really excited about. We basically broke Print School into two programs. We have Print School and Launch School. So in Print School, you learn how to take your idea out of your head and put it in your hands and have an actual sample. I give you access to my printers. I give you access to templates. I teach you how to do that ideation and design and actually get a sample made. And I pay for your sample, which is pretty cool. Then in launch school, it's all about how to, you know, prepare your launch and either do a pre-order campaign to raise the funds to print your product or to do a standard e-commerce launch on Shopify and how to prepare for that, how to drive the hype, how to create demand, um, and then how to fulfill those products and ship them out. So it's pretty much A to Z on starting your own company. If you would have told me I was going to be sharing all my trade secrets two years ago, I would have laughed in your face because 
I've told myself in the past, like, I'm never sharing my stuff again. Um, but I just feel like God has called me to empower the next generation of creators, um, whether that's their Bible study or their workbook for their program or a journal or a planner or a hybrid. I'm excited to kind of help people not make all the mistakes that I did. It's incredible and such and such a gift, seriously. Um, where can we find you on social media? So Instagram at Horatio Printing. My personal Instagram is Polly-Payne, P-A-Y-N-E. Yeah, that's where you can find me. Fantastic. Really, Polly, just an amazing journey that God has had you on here. And that print school, I do want to just pause and say like props to you for removing that pride that a lot of us can have. And like you mentioned that you, you've, you've had before of like giving away your secrets. But I've learned in my walk that there is, I had um, a woman on the podcast at the very, very beginning. I think it's, it's one of like episode one through four. I can't remember right now because it's been a long time, but um, Trisha had said, um, or Tisha, excuse me, had said that there's enough pieces of pie to go around in God's kingdom. Like there's an infinite amount of pie. He just keeps cutting more and more for everybody. And so Instead of holding on to our skills and talents so tightly, we can share them with each other to help grow the kingdom. And so um, I love that you are doing that for other women. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. And before we go on, there's a question I always ask my guests, and I want to know what uh, brought you joy today. Oh, so today my husband let me sleep in, which that brought me joy. And he got up with the kids and made their lunches. and. Then he brought them into my bed and it's so much fun. My son will come running up. He's a year and a half. And then I just grab him and pull him in bed with me. And we all just kind of like wrestle around and play and snuggle. My daughter came jumping in with a cheetah mask on her face. And so she was a cat jumping around the bed. But that's probably my favorite time of the day. It's just those like early morning moments with my kids. And like, I just think, oh my gosh, there's going to be a time where he's going to be so big and he can't just like clobber over me. You know what I mean? And like, like land across my face, you know, and like, he's just not going to be a year and a half for very much longer. So that would definitely be my favorite part of today. Mm, I love that. I, I feel you. Yeah, as you were speaking, I didn't mention it, but I have a four-year-old and a one and a half-year-old as well. So I am in your boat right now. And yeah, those mornings are so special because they're just fresh and bright and so joyful for the most part, not every morning, but for the most part. And yeah, so those special little moments bring so much joy. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Polly. I appreciate you. And it was so great to have you on. Polly's story of entrepreneurship is a perfect example of God's faithfulness. If you lean on him, release your grip and surrender, he will be with you through the good and the not so fun. And he will show up time and time again. I'm so grateful you spent time today listening to this episode. If you were encouraged by what you heard, share the love with other women you know and send them the link to this episode. Just think how many more women could be blessed with faith-inspired encouragement. Love and prayers, Erica. Congrats on saying yes to a life filled with joy and Jesus. If you want more, head to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to stay faith-inspired. And remember, faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle. 